0: Welcome back. Good to have you. Bill Michaels show. Hour number two. Good to have everybody on the uh, on the list with us today. Good stuff. 877-867-1670. 877-867-1670. You want to find us, please feel free to do it. Bring him in now. Eric Eager of Sumer Sports joining us. And you can find him at Eric Eager over on uh, Twitter X, if you will. And uh, we'll talk uh, with him. And Eric, first and foremost, how you doing, man? How you been?
1: Things are good. I can't believe we're already to week seven, but, uh, you know, I'm enjoying the season as it's coming.
0: What has been the surprise or standout to you this season thus far?
1: Um, Surprising has been how good Miami's offense has been. I expected it to be okay, you know, to good, um, but they're really, you know, uh, and we'll see what they with they had the test this week against a really good uh, defensive front uh, with the Philadelphia Eagles. We'll see if that continues, but they've really turbocharged what the what they you know displayed at times a little bit last year. To me, that's the the biggest surprise in sort of a positive sense and a negative sense. Uh, I think it's got to be that no one has really emerged from the NFC South. I mean, that team has the projected lowest number of wins in the entire league with the easiest schedule so far. Uh, in, the, in the entire league, and, and I know you guys have seen that with, with Atlanta and New Orleans, just not an impressive group uh, of teams uh, so far.
0: Uh, I look in the NFC North, I think for sure uh, the uh, Lions have put their stamp on anybody that was a disbeliever in what it is they're doing. Obviously a big game coming up this weekend, but uh, I think the Lions are by far the favorite to win the division. Green Bay sitting at 2-3 and three right now, second place in the division, I, I, boy, I'm a little bit surprised. I'm surprised that the Vikings have been this bad offensively. I'm surprised because I really thought the Bears were going to take a step forward. I'm surprised because I thought the Packers would be better. Uh, Looking at this division, I mean, we know Detroit has finally said, oh, we're not the old Detroit Lions anymore. But give me your thoughts on the three teams that I had mentioned, the Packers, Vikings, and Bears.
1: Yeah, it's so funny because, you know, a lot of Vikings fans will, will talk about Kirk Cousins' statistics, and he's like leading the NFL in touchdown passes right now. But your your assessment of their offense is one hundred percent correct. I mean, especially without Justin Jefferson, that Bears Vikings game felt like a wake, felt like a you know going right. to some funeral. Um, and I I just don't see either of those teams viable. And it, and it, you, it's sort of funny because you got both sides of the spectrum there. The Bears kind of tore it up and rebuilt from the the studs, and the Vikings tried to the, the so called competitive rebuild, and they're both kind of in the same spot, you know, where. Uh, They're not really, uh, you know, working towards anything. Green Bay, to me, has an opportunity, I think, if they can get, you know, Aaron Jones and Christian Watson healthy. They can get a little bit of uh, improvement from Jordan Love. But everybody's a distance away from Detroit. Detroit has this, you know, great thing going for them where they're dominant on both lines of scrimmage.
0: Do we lose him?
2: He's still there. Hmm, let me check. I'll, I'll see if he's. I'll maybe see if he's still him. there. Yeah. I didn't see the call drop, but I'll get him back. Okay. Just uh, give me tw- give me Oof. twenty seconds or okay. so. Okay.
0: All right. Well, there you go. We were talking with Eric Eager of Sumer Sports. You can find him at Eric Eager over on Twitter, and maybe he just needs to reconnect. Sometimes when you're using cell phone service, all of a sudden it just drops for whatever reason. So, and we've been there, done that. Uh, and in today's day and age, let's be honest, <laughs> everybody's on a cell phone. Nobody's on a landline anymore. So, unless, of course, you're in an office and you've got some kind of a conference call capability, but beyond that, no. So, we'll see if we can't get Eric back on the line. Uh, I do like what he said, though, just before he dropped. He said they are dominant in both sides of the line of scrimmage. Dominant on both sides of the line of scrimmage. And I am a big believer is that that's where it starts. And I just don't know... That the Packers are dominant. Because we saw last year the Packers offensive line get handled. We've seen this year the Packers offensive line get handled. They're not dominant anymore. And for as much as we talk about how, you know, all Packers fans have been spoiled with quarterback play, I think we've been kind of spoiled with really good offensive linemen as well for quite some time. And you're only as good as the people in the trenches. So... I don't know if I can sit here and say anymore um, that they're dominant. Uh, we got Eric Eager back on the line. So, Eric, before you dropped, you were talking about how Detroit is dominant on both sides of the line of scrimmage, and that's where they're winning some of these games or majority of these games And in comparison to the talent that's in the rest of the NFC North. And we've been spoiled for a long time. I said that the Packers have always had this dominant offensive line, and I don't see that anymore. I don't see the Packers being dominant in the trenches anymore, you know?
1: Yeah, I I and adding to that, like everybody wants to talk about kind of the um, you know, how creative Detroit is with their play calling, but it is really about the offensive line and and you know, in Minnesota, you know, and Chicago, you know, when you have sub-elite quarterback play, that is really the only way out is to be dominant up front and you know, the Packers for years have had, you know, dominant quarterback play but also dom- dominant offensive line play and you know, the Battiari injury has been really tough for them. Uh, they haven't, you know, the, they've, they've done okay. You know, Corey Lindsay leaving was also big. And, you know, it, it just seems like you didn't really see the leading indicator until, uh, you know, Jordan Love, you know, came in and replaced Rodgers. And it's been tough. And, uh, you know, we'll, we'll see if they're able to sort of develop some guys. They've been really good at that in the past. But until that happens, they're going to be a firm distance away from the Lions.
0: Uh, I was talking about, uh, in the offseason, Brian Goodekins, the general manager of the Packers, talked about the level of talent, and he he kept saying it's there as if they weren't being coached up, saying we need to get, defensively speaking, more so than anything, saying we need to get pressure, we need to get pressure, we need to get pressure. And today I kind of went through, and last night I started this, but I went through six years' worth of draft choices now. This year being, you know, uh, obviously an undecided one, but six years' worth of draft choices and you've got only four guys, five guys remaining from the first three drafts, 18, 19, and 20, I, you know, when you're supposed to live and die through the breeding of the draft, that's not a great track record. And I start to look at the rest of the talent, and I said, who do you hang your hat on? To use a phrase from Matt LaFleur who says you got to have something to hang your hat on, who do you hang your hat on in this team at this point besides Aaron Jones?
1: Right. I mean, we think about the 2020 draft where a lot of people gave, you know, my former employer, PFF, a lot of crap for, You know, kind of looking and saying, really, uh, you know, uh, A.J. Dillon, Josiah Deguara, you know, uh, Jordan Love, obviously, you know, was a swing that they had to take at the time in their mind. But, you know, where were they taking premium, you know, positions like left tackle? Like where, you know, Zach Tom is a guy, for example, in last draft where I think he could end up being a great pro, but you're still making kind of a weird bet that late in the draft you know last season Quay Walker and, and Devontae Wyatt I think both players could be okay but again linebacker and defensive tackle um, Rashawn Gary I think is a, a fa- fantastic you know cornerstone type player but even then like he was coming in and gonna have to sit behind Zadarius Darius Smith and Preston Smith for a while and so have you really gotten the value out of that draft pick that you expect you know sort of in the top 15 so it, it's It's interesting. I I do think that teams are starting to figure out that you use those top picks on positions like left tackle, edge, corner. uh, And when the Packers have done that, you know, with Jair Alexander uh, and Gary, they've gotten great players. When they've used those top picks on, you know, a prospective quarterback and, you know, running back tight end, um, defensive tackle linebacker, it hasn't worked out as well for them because – you know, they're not a team that's willing to go out and supplement in free agency. And, and free agency isn't a good bet anyway at some of those positions uh, like, you know, like tackle or, or like defensive end.
0: Uh, I look around, you talk about the uh, the rebuild of the Chicago Bears, and I was waiting for some kind of a step forward this year. And again, their quarterback doesn't seem to stand tall in the pocket. And he's out running around. He's banged up again. Um, I, what do you make of Chicago in that rebuild?
1: I, I feel bad for Ryan Poles because I'm not exactly sure. Like, I'm not 100% that he's going to get to see this, this rebuild over. And I think when you look across the other side, across the St. Croix to Minnesota, it makes more sense why Kwesi adapo decided to kind of try to, to be competitive while rebuilding because I, I, I'm hearing things about Chicago and how their, their ownership is impatient with polls and how, you know, tearing the whole thing down and trying to build it up you know they had expectations. They had the same Vegas win total, uh, Bill, as, as the Packers did this year, and I don't think that they're going to get there. And I, I think that there's going to be questions. Um, you know, the offensive line, the defensive line. I know they tried to try to trade for Brian Burns when they traded the first overall pick. They ended up with DJ Moore, um, but both lines of scrimmage are are not good enough to be sustainable. And you know, I think a lot of people looked at what Justin Fields did at the end of the year last year and were encouraged, but the, the underlying metrics, the sack rates, the, the, the accuracy were just not there. And so, you know, unfortunately they had an opportunity to take, you know, the Strouds and the Richardsons and the Youngs of the world, and they decided to push that decision in a, a year into the future, and they might not even get that decision to make now.
0: The uh, you're right. I agree with you. Um, when I, I look at you talk about a guy that needs to develop and then you look at Jordan Love and I get it. People keep saying, well, this is the youngest team in the NFL. And I keep saying I think the word is experience because they age wise. Yes, but they're new at wide receiver and tight end. Everything else is the same. Nothing's changed that granted. Those are two big positions for the fact that those are your weaponry but they got younger because they cut out old dudes. They didn't get younger because they had a mass overhaul of just youth, draft, and talent. What they did was just get rid of five or six guys that were 40, uh, creeping in on the age of 40, and that's what changed things for this team. So where we are with Jordan Love, where we are with his wide receiving core, a couple of them being second-year guys and such, how do you assess this? Because the whole thing of, uh, of youth, to me, is just an excuse at this point.
1: Well, and not only that, but it doesn't like those excuses don't pay the bills. I mean, the, I think the biggest thing when you have a quarterback who's on rookie deal money is you have to spend the money to figure out if he's good. Because if they get to the end of the year and we're not sure about Jordan Love for a litany of reasons. Like that's a failure. Uh, it, it, it's even worse of a failure than getting to the end of the year and figuring out that he's not it. Not it, right? That that's that's good information, right? Having a, a big question mark there is a problem. And you look at you know Tua Tonga two underwhelming years in Miami. They go out and spend the $25, 30 million per year on Tyree Kill to figure out if Tua can do the job. Um, You know, the same thing, Patrick Mahomes, when he was younger, they signed Sammy Watkins to a big deal and, uh, you know, revamped the offensive line and things like that. Again, that information matters. And I think, unfortunately, for Jordan Love, like I watch some of these games and I'm like, I just don't know which one it is. And, you know, for a lot of quarterbacks, it really is. It could go either way for most of the first three or four years, depending upon how you support him. And I think the worst outcome is coming out of games and coming out of the season without information, without definitiveness about whether or not the guy can hack it in the league.
0: Teams are daring him to throw over the middle and downfield because he hasn't been able to do it. And I agree with you. I don't know if it's the receivers and the young guys not being able to run crisp routes or cutting them off or not sitting in the proper area in a zone, what have you. Would you, to try to fix that and assess your talent level, would you try to make a trade for a wide receiver before the trade deadline?
1: I, I think you almost have to because when you think about LaFleur, like LaFleur's been awesome, you know, great winning percentage and all that, but you know, he doesn't have an infinite time horizon to figure this thing out. He might not get another quarterback. Um, you know, with Guda you have similar question marks popping up. And this is an NFC where, like I said, the NFC South, you know, one of those teams is gonna make the playoffs, but none of those teams are good. Uh, in the NFC North, there's only one good team right now. Uh, the NFC East, there's two good teams. The NFC West, there's two good teams. So you have a clear path to the playoffs if you were to turn it on and be a good football team. And you know that playoff, you know that playoff birth can like buoy you into being able to make some solid choices over the next few years. A a, a decline in a non-playoff birth uh, in the NFL to the degree that you're not able to draft one of the great quarterbacks is is a failure too. So I would look. I will. I would look at Jerry Judy. I would look at. You know, even DeAndre Hopkins. I know that that contract is prohibitive, but uh, I would, I, I would try to give a, a Jordan Love a receiver that can get reliably open uh, underneath uh, and and reliably pick up those yardage. Because the other part is the Packers can't run the ball right now, and, and uh, that that of course is a young quarterback's best friend that they're not able to go to.
0: Eric, always great stuff, man. I certainly appreciate you, and we will get you back on real soon. You make us think, and I love that, man. I'll talk to you soon, okay?
1: Bill, thanks for having me. Take care.
0: Absolutely, buddy. There you go. Eric Eager from Sumer Sports uh, at S U M E R Sports or at Eric Eager.
1: That is
0: that's a great something that I had not thought of. Talking earlier, I said, well, if you're, you know, a player or two away from the from the postseason, you go out and make a deal, you you make a trade. And He's like, no, you got to figure the worst thing in the world that could happen at the end of the season is you just still not really know on Jordan Love. And that's where I'm at. I, that, I, I know where I'm leaning, but I, that's where I'm at. You don't know. You don't, is it the youth uh, that's at the specialty positions? Is it the inability to run the football? Is it the offensive line? Is it all, all of the above? Or is it the quarterback and the bad combination thereof? And you don't know. And the worst thing in the world that can happen to you right now is go an entire season. At the end of the year, you're still split fifty-fifty as to whether you think he does or doesn't have it. Because then you've got to figure out your commitment. That's it. That that is a great take. Something that I had not really kind of considered. Make I love it when people make me think. That's great stuff. Uh, let's do this. Uh, I, I want to get to get your thought on that when we come back because he he. That, that was a, like I said, that was a really, really good take. He used to be one of the heads, uh, the top guys at Pro Football Focus. And uh, now it's gone on to Sumer Sports. But I, I that's, a, that's a good take. I want to get into that when we come back. Stay tuned. This portion of the program brought to you by our friends at Pella Windows and Doors. Uh, P-E-L-L-A. PellaWI.com. And uh, came home. I'll give you the example. I'll give you the story. Came home yesterday. And before I leave, I always set the temperature down a little bit because I don't need it sitting at 70 degrees all the time. So I came home yesterday and it was, the entire house was at 67 degrees. Perfect. It's exactly where I set it. There was no fluctuation with my new Pella door downstairs. And with Pella windows and doors in the house, since I finally put the final piece in place, it has been perfect. And that means something in the pocketbook. And I have noticed, now I know gas, you know, natural gas prices have gone up. But I look at the usage. They do give you the usage breakdown year to year. And it has been so much better uh, going back to February when I had this thing, February and January when I had this thing replaced. It's so much better. So much better. So uh, I can't even begin to tell you how much I love my Pella Windows and Doors. Just great stuff. And the fact that at night when you go to bed and you lock them up, you know you're safe, sound, and secured, and nobody's getting in. That's Pella. Go to P-E-L-L-A, PellaWI.com. Get that free, free in-home consultation from our friends at Pella Windows and Doors or call them 855 855- Pella, WI. That's eight five five Pella, WI.
1: Ready? This is the Bill Michael
0: Show on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network.
3: Okay, for all my grilled cheese lovers, French toast fanatics, and sandwich artists out there, I've got some inspiration for you. Right now, only a quick trip. Straight from our very own bakery, loaves of quickery white bread, on sale for just 99 cents. Oh, seriously, talk about the ultimate canvas for culinary creativity. Toasted to perfection, grilled golden brown, or just straight out of the bag, and PB and J's like mama used to make. Get into Quick Trip and get working on your next masterpiece. Quick trip. We got you covered.
0: All right, Team Pella, listen up.
4: Thanks, John Kuhn. Customers love our products with limited lifetime warranties. Check out these big plays. Incredible innovations like blinds and shades between the glass.
0: No interference on that play, Coach.
4: And stylish windows with hidden screens that make game days a breeze. Can it get any better? It can. With monthly payments as low as $19 per window, $75 per patio door, and a free quote at PellaWI.com. Let's go. Whether you're looking to replace older damaged windows and doors or just wanting to revamp the look of your home, Pella offers a wide range of styles and materials to match your home's unique design. Hurry! Take advantage of monthly payments as low as $19 per window and $75 per patio door at Pella Windows and Doors of Wisconsin. Get your free quote today at PellaWI.com.
3: 6.99 APR for 120 months. Certain restrictions supplies showroom for details offers at on 1031.25.
0: reminder our friends Master Z's on Blue Mountain Road in Brookfield as you get closer to the holidays whether it's uh, Thanksgiving or it's going to be Christmas or New Year's or even you know if you have a Super Bowl party at your house whatever it happens to be you've got some winter months that are going to be inside with family gatherings and what makes them even more successful and enjoyable if you have some things that uh, people enjoy doing whether it's shooting some pool Playing shuffleboard, there's different table games, darts, dartboards, all kinds of good stuff, or just putting together an indoor bar with bar stools and such, and kind of fixing things up in the corner that way, if you will. So all of that stuff, and really good stuff that people come from all over the state and beyond the borders for, is at Master Z's on Blue Mound Road in Brookfield, and they all you got to do is call for the in-store specials. They got a lot of the closeout stuff from the outdoor living spaces, furniture, Adirondack chairs, and patio tables and umbrellas and such all of that right now they have specials on two six two seven four six fifty nine thirty one so you can get a good deal now and get yourself ready for next year but if you're thinking about thanksgiving and christmas and new year's and going into the winter months and super bowl parties and you know whatever it happens to be that's the place to go think about master's ease on blue Mountain road in brookfield again pool tables uh, all the accessories, balls, sticks, cues, whatever. I mean, everything they have, darts, dartboards, table games. they You name it, they've got it. Table games and accessories all right there. Contact them. Again, 262-746-5931. See it today. Get it tomorrow. That's Master Z's on Blue Mound Road in Brookfield. Really, really good stuff over there. Uh, so here's the question. The... As Eric Eager put it, the worst thing to be at the end of the season is to still not know. And then I think I thought after three, four, five games, we'd pretty much kind of know. You know, we're not stupid. You're not stupid football fans. Packers fans, the one thing that I learned the, the day I came into this state back in the late 90s was Packers fans are not stupid. Very, very, very bright, and they know what they know. You know, now sometimes you get a little bit pandemonium, you get off the rails, but for the most part, to the eyeball test of you and me, it's not terrible, right? It's good. It's pretty good knowledge. You kind of know it, but we know where we're leaning right now. We just haven't seen enough, but I think there's hope that reigns supreme, but the worst thing in the world would be is if you don't know what you have in Jordan Love by the end of the season. And then I think about what Mark Murphy said about after eight games, you know? After eight games, so I, you know, again, I, you got a few more games when you're up to eight games all of a sudden, <laughs> and I don't, my mind hasn't changed. I saw glimpses, but my mind hasn't changed. Now I'm not talking specifically of Jordan Love, but man, I, I and and again, I got uh, Marcus said it, uh, Dwayne has said it, Kelsey has said it. Uh, Jesse just insinuated, he's like, my, my God, you're gloom and doom every day on the Green Bay Packers. No, I'm looking at it realistically, and I, I just have this feeling of dread. And I don't know why. I couldn't tell you. I think the Packers are going to – I picked the Packers to win this game. The problem is, if they win the game and they don't win it looking crisp and good, then what? You know? But Eric Eager had a great point. He said, look, you're the, the, the NFC is not real strong. You still have an opportunity if you – kind of turn this thing around and you start putting some W's under your belt, doesn't matter if they're style points or not, it can buoy a franchise to start saying, Hey, we got something to play for. We've got a postseason to play for. Um so I Grant, where are you right now? I actu- after all of this chatter, where are you right now? I actually think Mark
2: Murphy's point about uh eight or nine games, I think that might be the perfect window. Um because I think coming out of this buy you're going to get a game against the Broncos, the Vikings, the Rams. The Rams are at home. The Vikings at home as well. So you're going to have a couple of good tests, teams that aren't elite. You don't have to face the the Niners or the Lions or anything like that. You know, give it a month after this bye, and we're going to hit that eight-game mark that Mark Murphy was talking about. I, I actually think that window's perfect. Uh, I, I think trying to draw definitive conclusions about this team right now just because the bye happened to come in week six, I think that's nuts. I think we've barely gotten started. I think we need another month or two, which is basically what Mark Murphy said. So I I tip my cap to him. I think he was right.
0: I, uh, man. I don't know. I I don't know if I'm going to need another month. That's the problem. I hope I'm wrong. But I don't know if I'm going to need another month. That's kind of where I'm at right now. There is nothing at all. When you wake up in the morning, you have optimism. Okay, let me say this. For the people that say I'm doom and gloom, I wake up in the morning and I have an optimism. I'm hoping they get a win. I'm hoping things are good. And I mean, believe me, for, for the business that I'm in, I, make, I, I, I don't lie to you. The business that I'm in, life is a lot better when the Packers are relevant. The one thing you don't want is prior to Thanksgiving for them to be just done and you have zero interest in them. It's not good for my show. <laughs> it's just not. OK, so I hope they're relevant personally because I'm a fan and secondarily because of business. But. If. I don't see change and I'm talking growth, I'm talking becoming more polished and more successful in just simple endeavors. If I don't see that, I the worst thing in the in the world not to have is hope. To hope that this is this is the week they turn it around this we keep saying that and what I've seen leading up to today has been one game of good football they prepared they prepared for the entire offseason and four games that really bad football and a few moments of success that do not bode well because you can't cover up the stink of the bad and that's what I see and so. What leads me to believe that I'm going to be this optimistic ray of sunshine walking through the door every day? I'm just trying to be honest about it. I just don't have this great feeling. And I know some do. And that is awesome. I I try to look at things in a reality light. But sometimes I'm wrong. You know, I, I accept that. So I hope in this case I am. I know that people
2: right. have uh, mixed feelings about love. I just got to jump in and say, this skill position group, Bill, it, which is without Aaron Jones, without their left tackle, this is the youngest skill position group in the NFL since the 99 mm-hmm. expansion right. Browns. Like, these are kids. They're children. And that's what did, Jordan Love is is trying to, he's trying to grow with them. That's obviously going to take some time.
0: Did what Eric said about getting a veteran so you at least give Jordan Love an opportunity to show what he can do to somebody who can consistently get open, who can take the pressure off of the young guys, blah, 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 blah. Because normally I would say, no, you're not going to make a trade. Did what he said make enough sense for you to say, you know what, if you're Brian Goodikens, maybe you do got to pull the trigger. Maybe you do got to bring in uh, a wide out. No. These guys need to play. That's what Goody said at the
2: very beginning of the year. I think it was Bill Huber asked him, did you consider bringing in a veteran? And Goody said, these guys got to play. That's the only way they're going to learn. So I don't know if bringing in like another version of Devin Funchess you know, which they did a couple of times, like those types of guys they brought into camp. I just don't think that guy's going
0: to make a difference. And that's, that's the rub. That's where we're at because does another guy coming in, help your quarterback and make a determination as to whether he looks better or not, or are you going to go through an entire season? And at the end of the year, we're going to be sitting here going, I don't know. I don't know. By the way, the poll question, which has uh, over 200 votes now, um, the question is, looking at the talent that's been acquired over the last six years, how would you grade Packers general manager Brian Gutekinst? Uh 12.7% of you say great. 63.4% of you say average. 16% say below average. And 8% say poor. So average by far is the uh, the popular vote. 213 votes cast. If you want to follow me over on Twitter, you can do so at Bill underscore Michaels, at Bill underscore Michaels, and I I hope that you do. Uh, Let's do this. We're going to step away. We're going to come back, and we're going to hear from Matt LaFleur. I want to get into that discussion also, uh, so stay tuned for that. We've got a lot of good stuff coming up today on the docket as well. We've got our buddy uh, Paul Chargian coming up here in just a little bit. Uh, Also, we are going to uh, hear from Rob Reichel today. And Rob Reichel uh, has got a whole scenario about the what the would have could have should have been and that's rather interesting as well we're going to ask him a lot of these same questions so we got good stuff today real good stuff today stay tuned we got a lot more of the bill michael show it's all coming up right after this this is the bill michael show on the wisconsin sports zone radio network Looking for uh, a new sled for uh, the winter months? Terrific place to go. Road, track, and trail down in uh, Big Bend, Wisconsin. Not only are they big in the state of Wisconsin, they are the number one distributor or seller, I should say, of uh, used motorcycles, ATVs, UTVs, power sports stuff, and snowmobiles. Number one in the world for the amount of volume that they do. And if they don't have it, they can find it and get it for you. But, man, they do a lot of stuff down there. And uh, their service department is fantastic. And I just, uh, there's a few people over the last couple of years that have said, hey, I couldn't find it anywhere else, didn't know about them, found them on the web, and then ended up finding exactly what I wanted. So uh, that's the way to go. Road track and trail. Get a hold of Nick down there. Nick's the owner. Roadtrackandtrail.com. That is roadtrackandtrail.com. Whether it's trading something in. Finding a, a UTV, especially right now, with hunting season upon us. Uh, people need UTVs, ATVs, the side-by-sides. The, four, the, the, the four-seaters, they're tough to get, but they do get them. But beyond that, phew, boy, uh, he has got a lot of snowmobiles down there, Articats and such in stock, so big-time stuff. So, uh, check them out. Uh, again, RoadTrackAndTrail.com, RoadTrackAndTrail.com. Um, I I know it's a little bit long, so we're going to split it up, but Matt LaFleur spoke to the media. I want you to take a listen to what Matt LaFleur had to say. Here he is.
3: Dre did not practice. Limited was Zane Anderson, Elton Jenkins, Aaron Jones, Darnell Savage, Eric Stokes, Quay Walker, and Devontae Wyatt. Yeah, there was no setback there. He's just working through everything, and I would say he's probably more doubtful this week, and we'll see where he's at, but obviously give him up to game time to prove it. How much was his time off sort of
4: needed as opposed to
3: games and you know another game, on another tough game on the you guys coming up here on Sunday? Yeah, um, I don't know if it was necessarily needed. I, I definitely feel a, you know, Uh, rejuvenated a bunch. I mean there was some really good energy not only on Monday but today as well and um, we're focused and we know we have to prepare and get better through practice in order to go out there and play better and uh, against a team that you know I I, I know what the record is but when you look at it uh, lost one game the first game by one point lost to Washington uh, right at the end there by two points and then you know, it was a tight game with the Jets. So that's just this league, and you got to prepare to be your best each and every week. And um, I know Denver's a very tough place to play, so we have to have a great week of preparation. You've had one game in like 21 days. I don't know how
4: rare that's been for you if you've ever had a stretch like that before, but what, what's that been like?
3: Yeah, it just feels like a long time since we played football. And that's just the nature of the beast, and it doesn't really matter. You got to go find out you got to find a way to go out and be your best.
0: I don't know if there's any deja vu to last season. Obviously, a week six by last year, just like this year. And you kind of had a chance to get things right in and it
1: turned into a losing
0: streak. Did you learn anything from going through that experience that could be applied
3: to now? No, I think you're talking about totally different circumstances, totally different team. I think our focus has to lie on getting better each and every day and and making sure that we're doing whatever we can do, being very intentional about our work, and you know, you got to put the work in in order to get better. And I was pleased with today's practice, but ultimately, it's it's one practice. You got to do it tomorrow. You got to do it Friday, and then um, you know, put your best foot forward on, on Sunday. Yeah, he's a guy that's been a productive back in this league. And what does Emmanuel
0: Wilson have to do to just give more playing
3: time or be more of a factor,
0: especially when they're
3: in the I just think it's, um, you know, there's a learning curve for every young player in this league, and you just got to prove it through practice. And, um, you know, he's a talented guy, no question about it. But it's just that trust that he can go out there no matter what, uh, the defense gives gives us that he 's going to be able to go out there and execute, because it 's not just running the football, it's protections, it's all that, and I think he's progressing nicely, and um, we'll give him more opportunities throughout practice and in order to, for him to go out there and do it in the game. Uh, I've only been there one time as a coach. I know it's a, a difficult environment in terms of their their fans are extremely loud. Um, I think it, a lot of it is just making sure you get the proper nutrition, the hydration, uh, the proper rest, and it's really a mindset thing. Uh, Our guys got to understand that you know it, it really doesn't matter. You got to it's it's a mentality I think when you go in there.
4: We talked about.
0: Trying to learn how to block at this level in the run game. What's the balance for you as a coach to make sure that they're getting the, the developmental snaps that, that they need to be getting for, for their
1: own growth, but not giving them too much there as, as they're
3: kind of getting their feet under them? Well, I mean, we really – it is what it is with, with the guys that we have. So, like, there's – I mean, they have to get every – you want to try to get them every rep possible in practice. And um, – you know, I think they're you're more particular in terms of game planning, in terms of what you're going to give them and what you're asking them to do. But I think they're progressing nicely. I think John's done a nice job with that group. And, um, you know, the more we see it in practice, the more confident you get in terms of letting them do certain things in the game. I think, you know, playing the tight end position, especially the blocking is where there's such a, a cra- uh, contrast from – From the college game is just the inline blocking, uh, all the different, whether it's run schemes, the different protection schemes, when you ask them to do that. I think the matchups are definitely a little bit more difficult at this level when you're talking about some of these premier pass rushers that that this league possesses. And um, so I I just, you know, it's kind of a, a week by week deal in terms of where they're at.
0: what you're
3: expected to do, go out there. No, I think yeah, you gotta be smart about it. And there's certain things that you you're gonna ask certain tight ends to do that you're not gonna ask others to do. It's just you know, part of it. And you gotta adjust your scheme and and try to work around it. Just a lot of inconsistent play. Uh, there's certain things that, as a play caller, that you, you are disappointed with yourself in terms of putting guys in certain situations. And then um, it's just been very choppy. It's, it, we haven't been able to get into a consistent rhythm. Um, you know, just the, the early down execution has put us into some get-back-on-track situations, and that's really where we've really struggled. Um, in terms of we've had a ton of third and longs, which It's hard to have success in this league if you're living in third and ten plus so I just I think the Overall consistency Because it takes all 11. I, we say it all the time But it always it, just going back and look at it at the tape It's like there's a guy off here or a guy off there and it's just it could be one person and it it throws you off rhythm so We've really tried to stress the importance of staying dialed in, play in and play out, really with that. I know we always talk about that one-play mindset, but it it is true when you look at the tape. And if not all 11 are dialed in on on their responsibilities, then you're probably not going to have success in this league.
0: Interesting stuff from Matt LaFleur. I want to get back into this when we come back. Stay tuned, and we'll, we'll talk more about this coming up later in the next hour, but there's some things there to latch on to. Coming out of the bye week and some of the things that they're looking for. Stay tuned. A lot more of the Bill Michael Show. It's coming up right after this. Covering Wisconsin sports like a blanket, this is the Bill Michael Show on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network.
4: All right, Team Pella, listen up. Thanks, John Kuhn. Customers love our products with limited lifetime warranties. Check out these big plays. Incredible innovations like blinds and shades between the glass.
2: No interference
1: on that play, Coach.
4: And stylish windows with hidden screens that make game days a breeze. Can it get any better? It can. With monthly payments as low as nineteen dollars per window, seventy-five dollars per patio door, and a free quote at PellaWI.com. Let's go.
0: Good to have you back. The Bill Michaels Show. We continue on. I want to pick up where we left off. Matt LaFleur talking to the media. I want to get as much of this uh, as I can. And
3: this is uh, Matt LaFleur. on, On their responsibilities, then you're probably not going to have success in this league. Yeah, I think that you're looking at an anomaly there. I mean, that was one just really bad game. And I don't know if you guys have watched any football around the league, but Miami's kind of doing that to everybody. So um, that's a really good offense with a ton of speed. And if you're not on top of your game, they can make you look silly. They just have way too much speed out there. And that's kind of what happened. There was a lot of big plays in that game and they got loose when you're watching the game especially early on it wasn't like crazy it just it it got out of hand i think as the game went on but i think that was again that was one game you look at week 1 versus the raiders they 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 held them under 300 yards so um you know you're only as good as your your last performance and i think their last performance against the chiefs was was pretty solid defensively
2: Simmons. Simmons. thank you. Um, he's got a lot of pictures, Chris. What
3: have you seen from that group? Yeah, they all, Cream Jackson's a baller too, and he's been doing it for a long time. And um, I just think, again, it was, if you look at it, whether it was the Miami game, I thought just watching Chicago, there were some unbelievable plays in that game that sometimes you don't make. There were a lot of bang bang plays, and, and I, I think you see that on tape. It's not like they're not being competitive. It's just there's been some spectacular plays made against them, and um, I definitely think it's a group that you got to be careful because all those they have a lot of talent in the back end, and they can they can make it pay because they got really good ball skills as well. So I think it's it's always complementary in terms of the rush with the coverage, and um, you know it's not like. We, I'm not worried as much about them. I'm worried more about us because we need more consistent play on all in, in every facet, from from up front to the receiving court to tight ends to the quarterback to the running backs. We just got to be better as the offense in general.
0: To uh, Jason's
2: question about the bye week, and you know, we also thought you used your all eleven to, to Ryan. I mean, like, what have you thought of Jordan? Just how he's handled revolving door offensive line and the all you know, the young guys. I mean, it's been a I would
3: think, given the yeah, I don't think he's worried about it, and I think he's got the right mindset and the right approach to it He's worried about the things that he can control because all of that is out of his control. I think he's been resilient um, even when We ha- we've struggled on offense. I-, I see him Being a leader trying to try to encourage the guys and that gets frustrating at times and uh, we-, we all we all know that and when you're not Scoring points and moving the ball up and down the field. So but I think he's been a uh, Very steady in terms of his approach his mindset really trying to truly embody that one play mindset Yeah, that's that's every week in this league. I don't care who you're playing where you're playing uh, you just l- look at the scores around the league Every week, somebody's going to surprise you, and uh, it's, I mean we're a two-win team, so it, it is what it is. We 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 know we have to play play better, and like I said, it, it's the focus is more about us doing the things that we need to do to put a better product out on the field.
0: There you go, Matt Lafleur talking to the media yesterday, and there's some things that he said there. Uh, by the way, coming up top of the hour, Paul Chargin, get your fantasy football questions in because we're going to try to deal with all of that. And then after that, he talked about it's a rejuvenated bunch. One game in 21 days, he said it feels like uh, it's been a long time since we even played football, and it has been. It's almost like coming out of a, you know, coming out of training camp and still getting ready for week one. You may have a little bit of rush, but he said it's a when you when you looked at the offense, what do you see? He said a lot of inconsistent plays. I'm disappointed as a play caller and there's absolutely no rhythm and the early down execution is bad. That's a lot right there within that sentence as to where they're at. You can talk about Denver and you can talk about the matchups and all that kind of stuff, but what did you see? A lot of inconsistent plays, disappointing as a play caller, no rhythm, and early down execution has been bad one thing he failed to mention is, is a lot of the times they're playing from behind now as well and trying to play catch-up. All of that, that's your recipe for disaster. All right, Paul Charchian is going to join us next. Get your fantasy football questions to me. Hit me up in a live stream. Hit me up via email, thebillmichaels at gmail.com, thebillmichaels at gmail.com, and shoot me some messages over on uh, Twitter as well. We'll try to get all of them in as fast as we can. Stay tuned. More of the Bill Michaels Show. Coming up right after this.